What is up, Foley fam? We are back with an action-packed episode 132 of the Chick Foley Show. We got an awesome week of wrestling to talk about. We're going to preview TakeOver in your house. And we got a lot of wrestling news to talk about outside of the worlds of Mattel and Jazzwares. But first, let's get started, as always, by introducing the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. It's my favorite day of the week. I get to hang out with you guys. And Marco, how's life up in Massachusetts? Oh, it's going great. I just uh, can't wait to talk about this week in wrestling. I've been uh, chomping at the bit to share some thoughts Ooh. on some things. <laughs> Nothing bad. I don't want to leave any, uh, you know, any cliffhangers or anything like that, but, you know, some interesting I, I like Marco's hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sheena, remind the folks where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me over on Instagram at Chick Foley. You can find Marco Run on the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. And most importantly, you can join our Foley fam over at ChickFoleyShow.com. We have new episodes of Unboxing Mania up every week. We are buying, selling, trading figures, uh, retail plus shipping. And we just posted our Royal Rumble 91 watch along uh, this week. So it's a bonus episode. I don't know when the last time any of you guys have watched Royal Rumble 91, but it's interesting. So we had some thoughts. So definitely check it out this week, uh, you know, in your podcast feed. Yeah, maybe not the most exciting Rumble match ever, but we had a lot of fun watching it, a lot mm-hmm. of laughs. And I think you guys are still going to be entertained by uh, what we did. We had our buddy Jordan on there guest starring with us, and he uh, he, he was bringing the trivia there towards the end when we were really <laughs> yeah. starting to run out of steam. So yeah. it's a fun show. Uh, and definitely it's going to be a nostalgia blast no matter what. Also want to thank the listeners. You guys gave us our biggest week ever in almost, uh, or no, we're over two years of doing over the show two now. Years, we're, cl- yeah. Yeah, we're closing it on three years of doing the show. We had our best week ever last week. Um, we love it. It motivates us to give you guys, you know, even better content week to week. So, uh, just keep up the support and let us know what you guys want to see from us. And we'll try to always deliver exactly what you're looking for. Speaking of which, we got another giveaway just for you guys. Um, we're going to be giving away the decade of domination undertaker figure. And I think we actually have a special guest here this week to announce the winner. <laughs> yeah, we got Paul Bearer back from the grave to help us uh, help us give away this figure. I'm trying to keep a straight face right now. Uh, we're gonna go and hit the drum roll. All right, Paul. Yes. <laughs> the winner of the My Undertaker decade of domination figure. Is none other than JJ Toy Giants. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Paul, for announcing that. If you didn't understand, he said it is for J and J Toy Giants. He is actually a member of our Foley fam. So, congrats, man. Uh, him and his son actually have a YouTube. If you go over search J and J Toy Giants, they do toy reviews. It's father son thing. It's just, it's awesome. So, definitely check it out. Support those guys over there. And, congrats. Hit us up, J and J, and let us know what your address is, and we will get you that Decade of Domination Undertaker sent right out. Yeah, and just to keep the love going, we will throw a link to their YouTube channel in uh, the show notes for this week. So check that out. They just hit 25,000 views, got the little YouTube trophy. So it's pretty cool. And we always want to support the youngsters getting into the fig game. So definitely take a look at that. And yeah, congrats on winning the figure. And we're going to go ahead and roll it right into our giveaway for next week. We're going to be giving away basic 119, first time in the line, Dominic Dijakovic. Now he looks suspiciously like T-Bar. Um, no but, so, yeah, way. It's kind of a weird coincidence, but 
but yeah, we're going to be giving this guy away. You guys know you got to have him to go along with your Keith Lee because they had some straight up bangers in uh, in it down in NXT. So yeah, Dominic Djokovic, and all you guys got to do, we're keeping it simple, just shoot Sheena or Marco a uh, DM showing that you listened to this week's show, and you'll be entered. And we'll announce it right at the start of episode one thirty three next week. Sheena, tell the listeners about the Pod Foundation. Each week we tell you about our brethren in the pie game. Uh, we have linked arms with them, and we're doing a lot of cross-promotion. We've all been on each other's shows. We're actually going to be joining Extra Cooler, and they're going to be coming on our show. So we're super excited for more crossovers. But um, our pod brethren are Extra Cool, the Extra Cooler Show. Uh, Extra Cooler and his Survivor Series team, they bring you all the wrestling nostalgia you need for the week, recapping vintage pay-per-views. Um, our guys over at Turnbuckle Tavern are the most in-depth AEW coverage of the week. So um, they actually have a new show, Turnbuckle Sessions, as part of their uh, umbrella, the OG Fig Kid. He does interviews. He's had Nick Aldis, Sam Roberts. So he is starting off hot. So definitely check out the new Turnbuckle Sessions and Pyramid Wrestling coming through with all of the deep dives of all things wrestling action figures so follow all of us over on at pod foundation on instagram to stay up to date with everything that we have going on all right and we want to remind you guys to use code chick foley to save 10 percent at ringsidecollectibles.com the worldwide number one retailer in wrestling figures they got a bunch of new pre-orders up and they just restocked aew unrivaled series two so if you missed out on those it's your chance to catch up and uh fill any gaps in your aew collection you guys ready to get into it let's go All right, first up, we do need to talk about Andrade making his debut in AEW. It kind of came out of nowhere. You know, Vicky Guerrero was out on screen just kind of droning on and on, and all of a sudden Andrade comes out. Sheena, what did you think of his debut on Dynamite? Well, the first thing I noticed was that they called him Andrade El Idolo. So now he's got like, instead of being Andrade Cien Almas, now he's Andrade El Idolo, which is fine. Um, I was I was hyped. I was stoked to see him. I was kind of surprised to see the audience didn't really react. Um, but come to find out, I guess they had already seen, like it, they were like five hours into watching wrestling. So I guess they were a little bit burned out and kind of just didn't even really know what was what was going on. But uh, oh, that was a tape show. I guess they I guess they were recording or they stuff taped, before. Uh, yeah. They taped Dark and Elevation first. Yeah, yeah so they I taped that, that stuff first and then, you know, they they taped uh Dynamite. So yeah, those guys had been there for a while, so maybe they were just a little bit tired and when Andrade came out it was like, "Oh shit." Um I popped. I thought he looked like a million bucks. I thought he looked like a superstar. I think the pairing with Vicky Guerrero is a little bit odd. I mean, maybe Ugh. it's just my my personal, you know, I don't I wouldn't say distaste for her, but I just feel like I mean, he had Selena Vega. You know what I mean? So like it that's makes that's him a seem definite very, downgrade. Uh, it makes him seem like a mid carter yes. being uh, paired up with Vicky. Yes. It's not a, that's not a main event presentation. Exactly. And then where was the theme music? Yeah, no theme music at all. Um, I don't know what the what the problem was with that, but yeah, just having a little bit of theme music definitely would have made it. I think it would have made the crowd a little bit hotter too, because I think that yeah. that kind of made everything fall flat. And then, God, I I know the the audience um, in the stadium or in Daly's place didn't know, but Jr. didn't even know Andrade's name. He, or he either didn't know or he just didn't know what they were calling him or what, but he was like, on, on de, Andre, on uh, somebody help me out here. And I just, <laughs> I just lost it. I was like, yeah. no, dude, you can't, you gotta go. And I, I mean, again, I'm not trying to shit on JR. I would never discredit his legacy or anything that he's done, you know, all of his contributions to the business, but it's time, it's time to get him out of there, dude. I mean, that, that was, that was a moment. It was a hot moment. And then the guy doesn't even know his name like that was it was too much for me yeah. i was like get him out of there get him out 
going back to the theme music, you know, I don't know what the deal was with that, but I can't help since they've gotten so carried away with it. I'm all about fantasy booking people with licensed music. And uh, it was up on Reddit earlier this week, but it, I got taken down. I don't know if it was for copyright reasons or what, but they had uh, Andrade dubbed with uh, Rob Thomas and Santana Smooth for his interest music. So I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and kind of speak that into existence because I think it'd be perfect for his vibe and everything. Um, <laughs> but we got to get my boy some music because you guys know we loved Andrade. Uh, yeah. His match with Jenny Gargano at... Uh, take over Philadelphia back in January of 2018. I think that's the best match of the last five years, man. And that's saying a lot because there's been some tremendous wrestling across the world, but that match was just incredible. Um, Marco, it's time for him to try to top it because he's been, you know, loud and proud on social media talking about how he's not just an ex WWE guy. What's your most wanted match you want to see from El Idolo in AEW? Oh man, of course it has to be against the, uh, the collector. Kenny Omega, I believe. Um, he is going to be facing They're him. They are going to have a match, yeah. Triple yeah. Mania. Yeah, in August. So uh, that's going to happen. So that's probably the most um, wanted match I want to see um, out of that. I mean, definitely want to see him mix it up with, like, you know, like like uh, anyone from the inner. I mean, actually, Sammy Guevara would be a really good uh, match as well. Um, I was going to. How about him and Pac, man? Was, Can you imagine that? I was gonna say oh, that would be insane, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say him and Pac or. Um, Darby Allen would be pretty unique um, mm-hmm. if they had a match together. Um, I was actually thinking he should uh, um, go for the services of uh, Mark Sterling Esquire um, for, <laughs> if, he, if he's looking for a manager. I mean, you know, the, I think he would serve him better in that. Yeah, Vicky's, Vicky's going to bring him down a, a peg, I think. I think it's just she's just going to be so annoying that it's like it's going to turn people off from from Andrade and not not in a good way. Um, I I can't believe you guys don't want to see him tangle with Cody. You know, you guys know when there's new blood in town, Cody's I mean, got to get his his bite first. You Cody. know, I, you know what? I yeah, I did, I did, I did skip Cody for obvious reasons. I mean, he's he's uh, you know, he's an unspoken you know individual on this show. Um, we don't say his name. He should not be named in <laughs> AEW. But uh, yeah, I mean, as I don't think it would be an exciting match no. personally um, if he were to face. Cody, Cody would try to make it exciting. Yeah. But, um, well, like I said, it's just, it's just, to, it, just it would be work. that. So that's so Cody to be like, you know, Oh, El Idolo, you know, yeah, like, he would just outperform, out wrestle meaning, um, yeah. Andrade. He would just like run circles around Cody. Not that Cody isn't good, but it's, it's just a different class of mm-hmm. wrestler. And I don't think he's up to the task just ready. yet. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm interested to see where he goes over the next few weeks, because like like Sheena said, with Vicky there attached to him, that's fine if they're trying to make him just an entertaining uh, mid card heel. But I think the guys got the potential to be as main event as main event gets in AEW. You know, I could see him having incredible matches with Kenny Omega, Mox, Hangman. Hangman. There's just so many matches. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many matches that I, w- I, I would pay to buy that pay-per-view if I know Andrade's in the main event going up against somebody. But he cannot get away from Vicky quick enough to me. That's what yeah. I just, yeah, yeah. it's because regardless, whatever he wants to label himself as, he's still most known for his time in WWE. Despite everything he did in uh, CMLL and New Japan, he's known for as a WWE guy because let's be honest, he was really, really successful. I know the last year kind of sucked, but he had an incredible run at NXT and he was pretty badass that first year and a half on the main roster. Um, 
So I just think he needs to get away from Vicky and get in a really good first program. I don't want to see him go the mural route where it takes, you know, six to eight months to really kind of find his footing there. This guy is ready to go. He has, he's kind of been sitting on the bench in WWE for the last six months. So let's let's see what this guy can do, because I really think he is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheena, what do you think? I'm going to put you on the spot. Will Andrade main event an AEW pay-per-view in the next year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I was going to say what he would accomplish. I think he could definitely be AEW champion for sure. I mean, he's got the look. Um, he's got, we we know he can go in the ring. I think, uh, yeah, the potential is there for sure. Mm-hmm. The other thing is we've only ever really seen him as a heel. We haven't seen him as a baby face. He's got, you know, the English is getting a little bit better, but he's got so much charisma just with the way he moves and everything in the ring. So he was, his baby face run kind of fizzled out uh, when he first debuted in NXT. I think there's still a lot of money to be made with Andrade as a kind of a never say die baby face, just putting on incredible matches week after week. So yeah. we're very excited to see where he goes. He's a favorite on here. You guys are going to hear his, uh, his music a little bit later on the show. We all are big Andrade fans and we wish him the best in all elite. All right, up next, there are rumors swirling. It's not confirmed yet, but it looks like um, the plans are for a very intriguing matchup that we've never gotten before. It looks like we might be seeing the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Rey Mysterio at Hell in the Cell. Uh, Marco, what do you think about seeing Rey and Roman for the first time on pay-per-view? Um, at first, when I, I actually read this rumor, I was like, hmm. It's a, I, didn't, I wasn't like bummed out about it because I know a lot of people are just like, oh, what the hell? Why would, why would Ray Mysterio get a, a title shot or whatever? But, I mean, I, I I find it intriguing, actually. I mean, Ray Mysterio's been on quite the run, and why wouldn't you want to face a legend like Ray Mysterio? Um, the other thing, too, is, I mean, Roman Reigns pretty much beat the crap out of Dominic. Like, yeah. completely destroyed him. So, I mean, that's that match is pretty much inevitable, whether it be Hell in a Cell, uh, SummerSlam, whatever. It's... That match is going to happen, so I'm actually pretty excited for it. Uh, I've been uh, low key, you know, rooting for you know Ray Mysterio. I'm not sure if this is his last hurrah um, with the company, but um, I, I think he said somewhere he can wrestle for like like four or five more years or something like that if he wanted to. But I think this is pretty much on the tail end of his uh, career, so why not go against the uh, the the face of the uh, wrestling industry? We'll say the head of the table, Reigns. I think yeah. the head of the wrestling table. Yeah, yeah. I, and I mean, the, he's he's worked Roman. This I, when I first heard about the kind of you know had this was kind of the the seeds were being planted for this. I was like, ah, Ray Mysterio, because all I could think back was like summer twenty twenty when Seth Rollins no, was tied it was yeah. tied to Ray Mysterio, and I was like, for God's sake, like no, no more of that. <laughs> but um, you know, Roman has worked some of his best matches with like smaller guys. You know, I mean, yeah. he had he had awesome wrestling match with uh, Daniel Bryan at Fastlane, and then he's yep. had you know awesome matchups with like Finn Balor and AJ Styles like a few years ago. I just think, yep. uh, I think it's going to be a killer match, you know, and it, th- there are different wrestling styles. I think the, the contradictory styles are really going to enhance the quality of the match for sure. Yeah. The other big match we got coming up at hell in the cell is Bobby and drew inside the cell. And the stipulation is that this is the last time that drew can fight for the belt. Um, while Bobby is champ. So wait, Marco, how are you feeling on this one? Um, I mean, it's, they had, you had to do it one more time. Is this a third match? Is this like the blow off match? Or is this like the, yeah, that's right. Right. The yeah, third, third one. one. Well, yeah, they, so, had, they had the match at mania. Then it was a triple threat. And then, yeah, this is kind of the third, yeah. third championship match. They've been in together. Um, so, I mean, I don't want to see it again personally, but they, they have to blow it off somehow. I, I think 
obviously Bobby Lashley walks out. I don't think Drew McIntyre is winning at all. I think his uh, championship mm. um, chances are pretty much done right now. Yeah, and Raw has been so horrible that like yeah. who's even excited to see this like it's just yeah. like it's just like you know what exactly it, we don't need a third match just shake things up and give us something interesting give us something that we care about because mm-hmm. like running this thing back after it's just been played out and played out and literally like there's nothing good to watch on raw it's not working stop trying to make it happen it's not gonna happen yeah. i uh you know thinking about it hearing you guys talk about how sour you're on this i really think with you know everything opening back up here in another month wwe going back on the road and getting back to their usual business i think maybe it's time to kind of put the the shutters on this version of the brand split again and maybe go back to just a soft brands brand split where you only have one set of titles you could still have all your superstars that are predominantly raw and your superstars that are predominantly smackdown but let them kind of just come and go as they please and um and keep one set of titles. I think that would make it a little bit better and kind of just cut down on all these championship rematches we see over yeah, and over Yeah, but you know, the, the networks are going to want titles on their TV shows. Yeah, you know I mean? the titles like could float. That's what I'm saying. The champs can be on both shows, you know, but you would just have everybody else would kind of be, uh, you know, like Roman Reigns, you're going to see him 90% of the time on SmackDown. Every once in a blue moon, he'll show up on Raw and vice versa. Um, I just I think know, that would really kind of be a way to refresh the, it. Yeah, if he's the title holder though, and he's on Fox every week, and you know USA is like, well, we why don't we have a world title? Like, what the hell, you know? Like, I mean, they, like, USA had Brock Lesnar as the champ, and he was on there once every six months. So that's true. Yeah, I, I don't that that wouldn't be anything. That's new, true. But what, did it, you did you enjoy that? Yeah, I did. I love Brock Lesnar as a champ. I mean, that you was like, like, you like just seeing the the champion on TV like once every freaking. Four, yeah, five if you go back, so <clears throat> yeah. back in the uh, in the you know during the Hulk Hogan era, the golden era of wrestling, you only ever saw Hulk on TV on Saturday night's main event. Hulk was yep. never on was Superstars and Primetime Wrestling through the okay, week. Okay, so. well let's let's freaking park our DeLorean and come into this <laughs> this freaking generation and you know stop trying to relive the freaking golden era. Like no, Jesus. it's not reliving it. It just makes it special. You don't need to see the champ every single week. We don't see the AEW champ you don't every single to, week on Dynamite. No, you don't have to see them every week but when the title like literally isn't even on tv and there are no storylines swirling around the title it's just like well what are these guys even fighting for isn't that the, isn't that the point of all of these guys even being there is to uh, like try to get to the top of the mountain and try to become a title holder like if, yeah. and if the title is yeah, off tv then it's just what, what are we here for what are we doing that's ultimately the idea but yeah but you got to go through you know all your other feuds and stuff to get built up to the level where you're going for the belt every you know the wrestling's been at its best when every single person up and down the card has a storyline going. And there can really only be, you know, one or two storylines that are tied to the title at any one time. So I think if you cut down, because right now, the you know, what you're saying, Sheena, is I think that's exactly the problem creative. There's so many damn titles right now. I agree. We should it, cut down. There's too many titles. I'm not saying there's not. There's definitely too yeah, many titles. And the problem is that every single storyline, because there's so many titles, you got to service. Um Every single storyline is just like, oh, these guys are going for the championship or these guys are fighting to be number one contender. You, we don't have the really creative storylines, even though it's been hasn't been my cup of tea. Really, the only stuff we've had going on away from titles over the last couple, really the last year has been like the Fiend stuff and the Alexa Bliss stuff, you know. Um, and even though that one's kind of been a miss more times than not, I think that creative style of storytelling that's not just let me go win the championship. That's where wrestling really sets its hook. You know what I mean? Cause 
the end of the day, it's not an athletic competition. We're, we're here for the storylines and stuff. And I want that belt. I mean, that's cool. That's that's good. But you still need a little bit more variety. And I think if they cut down, I like I said, I think the titles are a crutch for creative right now. That That's my biggest thing because it's just I can agree with let's that, book yeah. a championship match. And that's easy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally cool with me with seeing the champion, you know, once or twice a month. And that's it. I'm not saying they need to go away for six months at a time like Brock Lesnar, but you don't need to see the champ every week. It needs to be a big deal when your top yeah. guy, when your champ is going to be on TV. Yeah, I agree. I get that. But if also, if you're going to have live audiences and stuff, I think people are paying to like, if, if you paid for a show and Roman Reigns, like if you went to SmackDown and maybe this is like the only SmackDown that you're going to get to go to, you know, and then Roman Reigns doesn't show up or like, you'll probably be a little bit disappointed. You know what I mean? Yeah, Roman's going to wrestle in the dark match after the show. They've been doing that for years. That's what they did back in the Attitude Era. They would always have, you'd have Raw, and then the dark match would be something crazy. Like, go back and look at some of the dark match main events on those Raws and SmackDown tapings back in the Attitude Era. It'd be something like, you know, Steve Austin and The Undertaker teaming up against Kane and Triple H. Um, so th- that's how you still give the live audience their money's worth without having to have the champ on week in, week in and week out and kind of overexposing these guys. Cause we've seen that so many times with people um, sure. yeah. over the last couple of years. Look at Seth Rollins. He was like the, you know, biggest fan favorite there was. And then he just got overexposed because every single episode of raw started with him cutting a 15 or 20 minute promo. <laughs> yes. and it just turns people off. Yep. So yeah, I'm all about, like I said, I think it would be best if it was one big roster and rotate the guys in and out, you know, rotate them in and out week to week. And then, for months and months at a time, like when a storyline wraps up, you know, if somebody lost the feud, take them off TV for, for six weeks or two months, then bring them back with something fresh. I just, I think, I think it could really improve and kind of uh, just refresh the the product. Plus the other cool thing about it, you would have a ton of uh, a title unification matches also that you could have. That would be an awesome pay-per-view. You know, we got clash of the champions coming up in a few months. How cool would it be if all the matches on that show were unifying the the Raw and SmackDown tag belts, the Raw and SmackDown women's belt, the Universal and World Championship? That'd be a hell of a pay-per-view, and I'd love to sit down and watch that one. Um, so, yeah, I know we kind of took us off on a sidetrack, but I just got the idea of when, you know, both you guys are kind of crapping on Bobby and Drew for for the third time in as many months. Um, you need to think, too, it goes back. Yeah, it goes back to the um, the what we talked about last week with the whole, you know, possibility of, you know, WWE being sold and stuff like that. And, you know, the different networks are they, they have to, they have to, you know, get together and plan this stuff out too. Cause I, th- I mean, I personally legit think that like SmackDown is Fox and Fox owns that and USA owns uh raw. So I think like in order yeah, to do a like soft brand split would, yeah, it would be yeah, difficult. I, yeah. And in a way to like, to get them together and work together, you have to get like, the Fox executives together and the USA ex- executives and like figure out a way to like, you know, share those. Got to share title. the talent. That's, yeah. So yeah. like that's, I think that, that's where the, that's, that's the biggest hurdle the, for sure. Yeah. See, I think you hurdle. could work through that though, because if raw is good, that's, that's only going to help SmackDown and vice versa. SmackDown's good. That's only going to help raw. Well, you got, you know, yeah. that cause it's, this episodic TV, it's going to build from week to week. And if there's, you know, a couple little seeds on SmackDown that you got to watch, you know, you got to see if something may, may happen with that on raw and, and vice versa. I think it would just, it would just really help everything and just keep the momentum going from week to week. Cause right now there's no momentum. Like it's well, the only thing that's must watch is the pay-per-views. Yeah. I mean, even, even that like SmackDown's a little bit better than raw. Do you think Fox is like, I don't, I'm not going to deal with raw. That's like tanking in the ratings right now. Why would we, Oh, we share our talent with, with the, exactly, with, yeah. the, with the raw yeah. town, like I'm not gonna, we're not gonna diminish our our brand because 
this brand isn't doing too yeah, it's like, do it. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the big story in indie wrestling this past week. Matt Cardona, the major bro, oh. the uh, the thousand dollar broski, one of the uh, the leaders in the figure game, showed up at GCW <laughs> to confront Nick Gage, the king of the death match. Uh, Sheena, do you think Matt can survive a death match <laughs> if that's what this ends up being? I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what he is trying to get himself into. But after watching Dark Side of the Ring and seeing all this just this crazy insanity, there's no way. There is no way. I mean, he'll survive, but I mean, at what cost? It just does. It just to me, it just doesn't seem like anything that Matt Cardona would want to be doing. Again, I, I don't know anything. You know, I mean, I don't know what what he's got going on up in between his ears, but I just. I don't know what would would, would want, make you want to get in the ring and do the things that Nick Gage does. And uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I wish him best. I wish him well. I'm rooting for him. But, Man. yeah. Mark, are you going to be tuning in when this match goes down? Oh, I'm definitely going to be tuning in um, because I think I, I said this. I, I, there was someone on Twitter that – you it might have been Twitter or the group chat. I forget which one it was, but uh, – they spoke about like, you know, oh, he better not like back out of this match or whatever. I was like, I was like, hey, David Arquette took a freaking uh like his his jugular got like sliced Ugh. open. He was like bleeding profusely. Yeah. Could you blame anybody for backing out though? Yeah, he well, he finished the match. So like Matt Cardona being the professional he is, <laughs> oh I don't think God. he'll back out. And I think if anything, if there if there were people out there that like had like any like negative negativity towards Matt Cardona and like didn't think he was like, you know, the best wrestler, whatever it is, any type of negativity towards him. I think like him stepping in the ring with Nick Gage will definitely like solidify him as like, you know, you have to respect him if he's going to do this. Uh, I mean, he has yeah, my full sure. attention. I, I respect. I think he's bat. I think he's batshit crazy. Oh yeah, I, definitely. I, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I respect <laughs> it. It's definitely not something I would do. It's like, you know, when, when everybody was bashing CM Punk for trying to, you know, do MMA, I was like, dude, listen, I respect it. I mean, I think he's, I think he's freaking crazy, but you know, I, I respect people for doing things outside of their, their comfort zone and training to, to do things. But Matt, yeah. he, to me, he just gives off the vibe that he's the type of guy that really cares about his outward appearance. Yes. So the fact yeah. that he would get into a situation where he could possibly like get scarred up or something could happen to his, you know, face or body. Like it just doesn't it's like something is just not meshing well with this whole mat in the death match scene, you know? Well, you know what? It's, it's, it's a thing called, uh, I think Seth can relate to this. It's, it's a thing called male ego, right? <laughs> yeah. So like when, when someone challenges you as a man, you know, you can't let them alpha male you, you gotta, you gotta step up to the, to the uh, occasion and you gotta, yeah. you gotta do what's best. You gotta, you gotta protect your brand. You got to protect yourself. You got to protect your family. You can't. You can't back down. Like he stepped into the ring and he actually like engaged with Nick Age. Not no pun intended. Yeah. But he actually like, you know, he he, he did a pretty good yeah. John Moxley. By the yeah. way, like we didn't talk about that. The uh, the impression. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was it was a cool yeah, moment. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, like I said, when it comes when when you're a man and another man challenges you and you know he's talking down to you, you got to. Yeah, you know what? I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Step, I'm not. I'm not doing this. I saw where I'm, I'm um, coming at you. Matt had said something like, you know, oh, everybody's acting like I'm not tough enough. Like I've been locked up. He's like, I was locked up in WWE for you know however, however many <laughs> however many years he was with WWE. I think like 17 years or the something. Torment and abuse that he's <laughs> yeah. taken since uh, he's been with that company. Come on. 
Can yeah, you push him off the freaking? Uh, come on, he off, off the ramp in a wheelchair. Yeah, man. I mean, that's hardcore as hell. I mean, what, <laughs> I, think his, uh, I think he's getting a street cred up for for indie wrestling. You know what I mean? Because he's yeah so strongly identified with WWE because he got signed just when he was you know starting out. So he was almost exclusively in WWE and. Even though he was, he did some cool stuff in his brief run in AEW, and he's done some uh, some entertaining stuff down in Impact. I think this is him really branching out. Well, and he was and he was a hardcore WWE like company guy. Like I just felt like yep. he he loved being in the WWE. Like that's what he wanted to do. Like he didn't want to be an indie darling or an indie wrestler. He wanted to be a WWE superstar, and that's what he that's what he did. You know, and he was he's been very vocal about that. Like he he loved WWE, and that was his dream. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think that's why people definitely identify him with wwe because he was just so passionate about it yeah just think what it just think what he, he's gonna do for like figure collectors around the world like we're gonna we're gonna be known as like yeah, badass guys hardcore yeah, deathmatch like, people like the most you know, yeah that'll be like the most prominent uh figure collector in the game was in a deathmatch i mean that's that's how cool we are like come on speaking now. of which uh sheena which, which fi- what figures would you be bringing to the deathmatch i mean i think it, i think there's only one uh, answer here, and it's the King Kong Bundy LG, and you know what I'm saying. You oh. gotta, <laughs> I mean, it's just like blunt force trauma to the head. And you gotta, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Nick Gage busts out the pizza cutter though. It's just straight rubber, man. He might be able to cut through that one. I was thinking maybe uh, some of the Stomp figures. You know, they had a bunch of accessories, and if you remember, those figures were like super hard plastic, so those things are gonna freaking hurt. Oh um, yeah, just yeah, just think of like all the different like set pieces that came with different figures too, like the SummerSlam. <laughs> uh, series with like uh, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon and uh, yeah. Roger Blaze, yeah. like all that. Like, and, and like if it, and if you're a figure collector, you probably have like uh, a bag of hands and heads and all these different accessories. Imagine <laughs> just dumping that in the, in the, in the ring of, just... uh, instead of the bag of thumbtacks. <laughs> yeah. you have a bag of extra hands. Yeah, yeah extra hands. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. You could do you could do like a you know a Hasbro in the mouth with a curb stomp. You know what I mean? Like put the oh my god, geez. jam the Hasbro in there and then just do the curb stomp on the head. You know, like yeah, of so course. And we know yeah. Matt's got a, like a very varied collection, so maybe he could open up to all toys. You could bust out a piece of Hot Wheel track. Um, similar oh, to the thumbtacks, instead of uh, you know, instead <laughs> of the extra hands, you do Legos. Imagine dumping out a, a bag full of Legos, getting body slammed onto those. I don't Man, know. You, yeah, if you're a parent, you stepped on plenty of toys, and they are they they make you want to kill somebody. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. If it was me, I would be bringing all the wrestling buddies and just duct taping them around my whole body. I would just be like, Have you seen the movie Little Giants? That you remember, yeah. like the, the, uh, the little yeah. guy who like gets wrapped up in bubble wrap that would be me that's that was how i would go into a death match (laughs) low-key man what could really work as a good hardcore weapon i so we keep all of our figures on on display in big totes and i almost stabbed myself the other day on the big e pop he's got that unicorn horn on there oh my god i don't know know what kind of uh of plastic that they were using to mold those Uh. unicorn horns in there to keep them from like breaking off or whatever but that thing is sharp and that thing is hard as a motherfucker dude like i i legit thought i like cut my thumb open like trying because i just i grabbed i basically squared up and grabbed right on the point of a biggie's unicorn horn man so they really they really want to go hardcore yeah i would i would take the the new day pops man Time for the weekly beverage break. Sheena, start us off. Tell us what you're drinking this week. So I am drinking a little raspberry and 
lime spindrift. Initially, I was going to put a little Tito's in there and, you know, kick it up a notch and just have me a little cocktail, but I decided to go play it sober tonight and I'm just going with raspberry lime spindrift and uh, it's delicious. It kind of takes, tastes like a cocktail, but, um, you know, just keeping it, keeping it really tranquilo over here. Okay. Marco, save us. What are you, what are you drinking? Hey. <laughs> I'm sipping on the uh, Mayflower Brewing Company, uh, Love and Wrestling. Again, so the double double dry hopped uh, New England double IPA. So, I mean, I, lo- I love it, love uh, and what, I love what, wrestling. What kind so. of hops you working with, man? Does it say on the can or anything? Uh, let's see. It does not actually. It doesn't say anything. It does it? They're not giving away their. They're, uh, the, they're the hoppy kind. Yeah, it's they're suspicious. not giving away any. Yeah, special special brew. They're not giving any uh, proprietary th- blend. Yeah, that's it. They just give you a little. Uh, thing about the company and then like the obviously the government warning uh that's it nothing else it's craft and brewed in plymouth massachusetts that's pretty much it all right i'm drinking the uh the unofficial official beer of the chick foley show miller white so yeah i'm keeping it slightly less basic than sheena but still pretty plain tonight compared to some of the offerings that we've had the last few weeks all right, so In Your House isn't the only big show this week. We also have Impacts Against All Odds, and that's going to be headlined by Kenny Omega, the belt collector, defending the Impact Championship against Moose, one of our uh, kind of non-WWE, non-AEW favorites on here. Uh, Marco, how are you feeling about this match, man? you think Moose has any chance of taking the strap from Kenny? Oh, man. I mean, if, if there wasn't – if Slammiversary wasn't around the corner, I'd probably say yes. Um but um, I mean, he does have a chance. I mean, I should say let's let's take it to the athleticism part of it. He definitely has the has the uh, the you know the skills set to actually take the title from from Kenny. Um, but breaking kayfabe, it's it's like I said, anniversary is around the corner. I don't see Kenny uh, losing that that title right away. I think they want they want to have Kenny on their the biggest pay per view that they have. So I mean, I, I love Moose as a champion, but. Not right now, anyway. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think this feels more like a chance for Impact to really uh, showcase Moose to a huge audience. Um, but I, I don't got the vibe at all that, yeah. that they're ready to take that belt off Kenny Omega because it's been so so major for uh, just the exposure for Impact. Um, Sheen, we know you're a huge Impact fan. Are there any the other matches <laughs> on this card that uh, are intriguing you? Um, let me pull up the card and let me, let me see. Oh, um, I, I see a couple of names on here. I recognize Deanna Perrazzo. I remember her. Yeah. Um, the knockouts championship. I'm gonna go for that. I'm gonna root for the ladies. So yeah, I'm gonna go for, for my, my girl. I say that loosely, uh, Deanna Perrazzo. <laughs> we're, uh, we're passing that over here. Marco, are you buying this show? Um, I am not. I'm, I'm actually, it's, I think it's a, it's on there. If you have the app, I think it's a, a free one. So if you have, well, the, uh, I think you have to pay for the app, but I think you can sign up. I, I saw something right before we went on there. I think, don't quote me on this, guys. I think that you can, if you sign up, you can get like your first month free, like you used to have on WWE. Yeah, or, that's what no, I, I did. Yeah. Like five or six bucks a month. So yeah, this is one of their giveaway, like their free apps. I mean, free pay per views that they put on the app. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like it's kind of like a like a throwaway pay per view, essentially, kind of like how WWE does in between their major ones, but um. Yeah, Are they I mean, having I, their pay per view at Daly's place? Uh, this is no, a, 
No, it says, I just looked it up and it says major update made for the main event of Impacts Against All Odds. Tonight on Impact Wrestling, it was announced that Kenny Omega will put his Impact World Championship on the line against Moose at Daly's Place, the home of All Elite Wrestling, this oh, wow. Saturday wow. at Against All so, Odds. Oh, so they're going to have people. one match taped at Daly's Place with the rest of it at the uh, Skyway yeah, Studios in Nashville. Yeah, Nashville. Uh, I really don't like that, man. That See, I don't, if I'm Impact, cool. why am I even doing that? It's like... I don't yeah. know, man. That it definitely makes it have... definitely again. This is this is. I feel like ever since they've had this collaboration, they've definitely made Impact feel second rate. You know. Yeah, and this is yeah. even more so. It's like, yeah, it's your championship, but we're going to defend it in AEW's arena. And the thing is, they have it'd be one. They should like if they made like a part of a storyline, like Tony Khan, like you know, went on Impact and healed off and said that you know Kenny Omega is not showing up here. Like you guys, Moose is going to have to come there, but. Yeah, if this is just something they're doing just for the convenience of AEW, like I don't like it. And I feel like uh, it's gonna take away from the vibe of the show. It's like you're gonna have this whole show at kind of impacts home base, but then the the match that really matters, we're just gonna do it somewhere else taped. Like Yeah, it says know. Tony Tony Khan and Vice President Scott Diamore um informed Omega's manager Don Callis and Omega's uh that the match would be taking place in Jacksonville, Florida. And it says there's an additional stipulation added. Whoever comes out the champion on Saturday will face Sammy Callahan at Slammiversary on July 17th. Uh, uh, you know what? Now that it... Okay, so now that I know that, Moose may win. Do you think maybe somebody from AEW runs in or something to cost unless, unless they want to, Unless you want to, people want to see Sammy, Call, Sammy Callahan and Kenny Omega... That's Slammiversary. That, does, that doesn't sound like a match I could picture. I feel like I feel like Moose. The, you might be right because I do feel like Moose and Kenny is the best match that Impact could put on. Um, yeah, and the other thing too is because you kind of said we want to see Tony Khan heel off. We don't want to see that again. Uh, just for yeah, the record, right. we don't want to see any, We want to see him yeah. heel off in Kfa. We don't want to see him trying to shoot on anybody. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to see him with his arms crossed and you know. Trying to act tough, we don't yeah. want to see that again. But I still feel like I would pick. I feel like I would still pick seventy-six-year-old Vince McMahon to beat Tony Khan in a fight. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, he yeah. still works out. He's still still crushing it at the gym. Hey, Vince, Vince and Vince McMahon, has like, not only is he still crushing it at the gym, he's acquired old man strength at this point. So it's oh just, yeah, so he's even stronger. Yeah, now. he's even stronger. He's le- <laughs> he's leveled up. <laughs> He's entered just, a new. He's entered a new dimension. You just, yeah, Marco, you make a you make a good point, man. That it seems like. Uh, it seems like Moose is gonna win after win hearing that. Win at Daly's place. That's like yeah. that would be huge for for Impact. It That's just doesn't like, seem like it's time for Kenny to start losing though. I feel like the belt collector thing is uh, to me. I feel like it's just getting started. You know, what I mean, I, I I see. I think he's in the mix to win the New Japan Championship before the end of the year. I Get mean, that I, thing back. I might be on the opposite side. I'm, this might be a hot take, but I think it kind of. I, I mean, I lost interest in the uh, the collector gimmick personally but i could be the only one in the world right now that's saying that but yeah I don't so th- i'm not a huge kenny omega fan i like it just for the fact that when hangman beats him which i still think is going to happen within the yeah. next year i think it's going to be that much more incredible if he beats this dude that's rolling in with like you know five or six championships but, but- um yeah sheena made a great point when she said that AEW has really kind of made Impact feel less like a partner than like somebody that they're just helping out the whole time this thing's been going on. So maybe yeah. they're getting fed up and they're like, you know what? Just give us our belt back. This was cool for a couple months. Let's go our separate ways. And maybe they're going to... There's there's a million different ways they could book some kind of fuck finish that that uh, gets the belt off Kenny without really hurting any of his cred, you know? Um, yeah. 
But yeah, pretty uh, pretty interesting now with those stipulations. Yeah, I was going to say the other thing too is like, you know, like you said with Hangman beating, if he when he does face Kenny Omega and he beats him for the title, like how I mean, he's he's holding all these titles, but let's be honest, how prestigious is the Impact title? Mm. Shooting hard on Impact. You you want to answer that one? No, I don't want. I don't. I don't want to be slandering people. You know, I try to keep it positive around here. So. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying, like that's, it's. I mean, like, like I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let he, I'm gonna let Hill Marco dig himself out of this one. I'm, just, I'm, think, not, uh, I'm not digging out of anything. I'm just saying it's not <laughs> as prestigious. Like, I mean, it's not as prestigious as everyone thinks it is. Like, so Marco, you're not putting Rich Swan up there with like the uh, like the Luthezes of the world <laughs> and the. Uh, you know the the Hulk Hogan's, the Nick Bockwinkles, the Harley races. Rich I mean, Swan doesn't carry on that world champion lineage. Is that I what mean, you're they saying? Did, I mean, they did they did not hold that title at all. So that that's one of the things there. So I mean, and no, I would not put him <laughs> with with those guys. It's not and not a knock to Rich Swan or anything like that. It's just I mean, he just he just can't handle it. Like if he, yeah, that was actually really good. Uh, but uh, like, with the AEW, Rich Swan, Eric Young. I mean, that's a hell of a lineage, man. From Eric Young to Rich Swan, like. I mean, if it was man. a TNA title, yes, that is prestige because <laughs> there were some people that held. AJ you know, held that. Kurt Angle, AJ, Booker T, Kevin Stay. Nash, Hulk Hogan, Mick Foley, Rick, like everyone. But the, yeah. the, I mean, this title on. just does not make an impact. Exactly. All right. She's sick of my dad jokes. Yeah, I love it. Nina's crushing it on the pun game. <laughs> uh, you guys ready to get in, in your house? Let's roll. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! For the first time in 2021, Sheena is coming out of the champion's corner whoop, to fit in the yeah. Chick fil Show Prediction Championship. We do have to mention. That even though you know Sheena and Marco have been in this years long um, rivalry for on picking these pay per views and the Foley Picks League, which is a fifteen person uh, competition, we you got to call us months. out in public like that. This that's for family, dude. You know, okay, what I mean? we'll leave it at that then. Yeah, well, and you're right. The less said about you guys' performance in the Foley Picks League, the better. <laughs> oh so. We don't. We don't. You know what? All right. Yeah. No. We'll, well, we'll I will keep say. It. We'll listen. So yeah. We'll, we'll, what happens in the fam stays in the fam. But I will say, what's funny? You know, Marco and I are always on the same wavelength. There, we have the exact same number of points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so weird. So, yeah, we we are we are tied for a certain slot. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. It's not last. So it's not last. So we're not. It's we're not, not last. Like, but you guys can see last place from where you're sitting. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's been a lot of fun, though. I think the rest of the group, has they've had a good time beating you guys up. But, you know, the season's still young. We're going all the way through SummerSlam, and we got two shows this week. So if you if you look we at the got, points we got a heavy, we got a heavy week, hitter this week. We we got uh, I feel the winds of change coming yeah, in because we're predicting be for impact in uh, house. Yeah, the impact card is going to be a straight up you know wild card because I don't think anybody's got a good bead on uh on what's going to happen there. But but we'll dive in. So the first match is going to be ZLE versus. Mercedes Martinez. Gina, what's your pick? What I say? Zia. Zia. Okay, close enough. <laughs> yeah. Zia, Zia, tomato, tomato. Um, I'm going to go with Zia Lee. I think she's really been the focal point um, as of late, and I just think that uh, that she's going to come out on top. I do think it's weird, though, that we're getting a, a Zia Lee versus Mercedes Martinez match and the women's tag team champ, like, are they not even on the show? So I just feel like, you know, yeah. where, where, where are they at? Where are they at? Yeah, I actually did have a lot of faith in uh, 
NXT to do a much better job with the, their women's tag belts than we've seen on the main roster. But yeah, that, no. that, that's a very good point. Marco, who are you picking? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Zia Lee as well. Um, there's there's too much too much behind her right now, especially with, like the kind of like that eerie faction that they have going on with her yeah. too as well. Her so new debut, yeah, um, it's hard to see her dropping this one. Yeah, I was gonna go with Mercedes Martinez because it does look like she's slowly starting to bubble as like a like a contender essentially at some point down the line. Yeah, um, but not right now. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Zia Lee on that, and uh, I think they didn't. I think they're gonna probably get to do another. Uh, uh, another round with the with um Ember Moon and and uh Shotzi Blackheart, but she's injured. So oh Shotzi, that's, yeah Shotzi yeah. is uh, injured. So that's what that's I, not I surprising. Think gonna, yeah. yeah, I think they were gonna. I mean, she's she's uh she's a risk taker. Oh, she tries uh, to kill herself every match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love I love Shotzi though. Yeah, uh, oh, me yeah. too. She's the best. She uh, but yeah, I think they were gonna do like a like a rematch, but. That probably got canned, and it, this seems like it's about the same length of a of an NXT pay per view anyway. It's about what, like five yeah. matches. So yeah. All right, up next we got the match I'm most stoked for: the Million Dollar oh, Championship. Man. This is great, making its return. It's been on the bench um, for about eleven <laughs> years now. Ted DiBiase Jr. was the last guy to carry it around, and it just kind of drifted away. It's a ladder match between Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight. Marco, oh, what's your pick? Don't make me choose. Uh, this is a tough one to pick, man. Yeah, this, this is really, really tough. This yeah. could definitely there, go There's clear way. like storyline pass for either one of these guys as the winner or yeah. loser. But uh, yeah, who, who are you picking, Marco? Man, I can't. I do. I, I do love L.A. Knight. I don't think we talk about him enough on on this show at all. I mean, his his promos are top notch. I mean, he, he knows how to, he knows how to, you know, get, I mean, if there was like, a, like a legit crowd, yeah. If there was a crowd, it'd be a, man, he's very yeah. like, you know, early rock. Like when he was first turning, like kind of getting his uh, mm-hmm. mojo. Yeah, like That's what he reminds me of. Yeah. 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 Attitude era rock, like corporate rock almost uh, with his promos. That being said, like, I can't go against Cameron Grimes. Come on now. He's the, uh, Cameron Grimes to the moon. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm taking care. He's yeah. going to the moon. He's climbing up that ladder. He's grabbing that million dollar belt. He's laughing all the way to the bank. That's all right. Tina. Yeah, man, I'm going to the moon as well. I think Cameron Grimes is, he's just so charismatic. He's just primed to win that uh, million dollar championship. It's just going to be, it just add to his charisma and his character. And I cannot wait to see it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Cameron Grimes has been one of the most entertaining parts of NXT over the last two years, but he is definitely missing his kind of signature win on pay-per-view, and I think this could be it. The one thing that makes me nervous is we know Ted DiBiase's got to get involved some way, somehow. Mm -hmm. Even though he kind of gets the... He gets the love from the crowd as a nostalgia act. Um, he's still a heel at heart, and what really one of the most evil heels of all time. <laughs> yeah. I could just, I could totally envision Cameron Grimes finally, you know, reaching for the belt, and then suddenly Ted DiBiase pops oh. up and screws him over. Man, no. like, so I'm gonna be that very be nervous. So I'm a, you know, if, if Ted DiBiase doesn't get involved at all, I'm happy because I think Cameron Grimes definitely winning. But if Ted DiBiase is lurking around ringside, I'm gonna be very nervous watching this because Cameron's one of my favorites in NXT. Um, and I just, I got a bad feeling about this one, but yeah, I, I think Cameron should win and, and claim the belt. I think it'd be awesome to see him carry that belt around for a few months. 
Another match I'm really stoked for. I love this kind of setup just because it's so much at stake. We have, uh, you know, the winner take all, the six-man tag with MSK and Bronson Reed defending the NXT tag belts and the North American Championship against Legato Del Fantasma. Sheena, you're up first on this one. Who are you picking? You know, I really would have picked Legato Del Fantasma if it weren't a winner take all, but I just cannot see Bronson losing the North American title just yet. I think it's just he's just getting started, and they're both these let- guys just won the belts. Remember, MSK just won them at uh, the Takeover before Mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they but- stood and delivered. Yeah, they soon deliver. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, both both fresh champions, and I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna drop it yet. Even though Legato del Fantasma would would be excellent champions, right? If they if they win all the gold, like they're still they're gonna be excellent. So um, I'm not gonna be mad either way, but I'm gonna pick MSK and Bronson to retain. Marco, what do you think? Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Um, yeah, it, it, Bronson's too new as a champion, uh, as well as MSK. But, um, I mean, I almost picked Legato del Fantasma mm-hmm. to win because they, 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 I mean, they definitely proved that they can, um, uh, be title holders and stuff like that. But, no, MSK and Bronson, they're, they're definitely walking out with their, their titles they're retaining. Yeah. I think both of you guys made good points. Really, to me, from all my years of watching wrestling, it, like, all the indicators, or that Legato del Fantasma should win this match. It's kind of mm-hmm. set up for the heels to get some kind of sneaky win and take it. And they kind of have like some of the momentum going, even though MS- MSK and Bronson Reed have had some cool moments over the last few weeks. I kind of feel like they should win storyline-wise, but I have a hard time, again, seeing MSK and Bronson Reed drop the belts on their first big title defense. Now, yeah, NXT yeah. has thrown us some swerves before when it comes to championships. Um, remember, Drew McIntyre had that awesome, awesome build beats Adam Cole for the NXT title and the very next takeover, he drops it to Andrade. So yeah, uh, NXK is it, or excuse me, NXK <laughs> NXT <laughs> has uh, too many, too many. Yeah. Between LA night, MSK and NXT, you got too much stuff going on. Um, <laughs> MSK and Bronson Reed. I do think that they could have some awesome title reigns, but I wouldn't be shocked to see Legato del Fantasma win. So I'm making this one like a soft prediction that I think MSK and Bronson Reed would win, but I would not be surprised at all to see, uh, see Santos Escobar and the boys leave with the titles agree so now let's get to our two biggest matches of the night the women's championship Raquel Gonzalez is defending against former NXT women's champ Ember Moon Marco what's your pick oh boy um I don't think she's losing her title either so I'm gonna yeah I'm picking uh picking Raquel Gonzalez I think uh I think I said this before maybe last week or the week before I think she's there she's gonna be their main star in the in the women's division Right now, I don't see anyone beating her. Just, just size and athleticism alone, um, she could pretty much destroy anyone there. I'd, I'd definitely like to see her and Mercedes Martinez at some time down the line because she'll definitely be get awesome. a good, mm-hmm. good run for her money. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, Big Mama Cool Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't. I can't disagree uh, with you there. I think um, you know Ember. It's gonna be an excellent match. I mean, we know Ember is just freaking a machine in the ring. So they're going to have an excellent match, but again, Raquel hasn't had the title that long and I feel like the company is really behind her. Um, I'm going to give her a mega push on the, being the women's champion. So got to go with Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah. I love Ember moon, but 
she's about two leagues below Io Shirai on the the uh, you know the talent and strength level in NXT. And Raquel Gonzalez just beat Io Shirai on the last takeover. Mm-hmm. She's not losing mm-hmm. to Ember Moon on the next one. So yeah, I think Raquel is going to win also. Good point. So let's move on to the main event. We got a fatal five way match: Carry On Cross defending against former Undisputed Era members Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, and then Johnny Gargano and Pete Dunne. Sheena, you're the champ. You get to pick the main event first. What's your prediction? I think time's up for all these guys. I think Karrion Cross is uh, is retaining here. I just can't in my mind see any of these guys um, taking him out right now. They're all amazing. I mean, you know, you can never count Johnny Gargano out. You know, he's he's Johnny Takeover. He's Mr. NXT. Mr. NXT, yeah. And Adam Cole, I feel like that's just too obvious with the uh, the promos that they've had lately back and forth. I feel like, you know, if, if something happens, it's going to be a sneaky sort of situation. So, uh, but otherwise, I think I think Carrion's going to retain this thing. All right, Marco. Oh man, I I, I was tennis ball on this one because there's so many different ways they can go uh, with the outcome on this. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Carrion's retaining. I don't think uh, it's going to be kind of like a Shamaz finish. Um, all right, so speaking, don't don't uh, don't get into the finish yet. All right, uh, not to cut you off, but you and Sheena have now made the exact same pick for all five <laughs> matches, so we need a tiebreaker. All right, so Sheena, being the defending champ, she gets the champion's advantage. You have first pick, Sheen. Marco, you got to pick something different. Sheena, I'm making this up on the fly, also for all the uh, the Foley fam and the listeners out there. So neither Sheena or Marco know I'm about to drop this on them, but okay. uh, we there must be a winner. Okay, this is Gorilla Monsoon coming out at the end of WrestleMania 12, at the end of the <laughs> Man match. So Sheena, you get first pick. Okay, who is going to take the fall in the Fatal Five Way? Mm. Ugh. Okay. I think I think Adam Cole is going to take wow. the fall. Okay. All right. So, Marco, Adam Cole's off the board. That's Sheena's pick. Who do you pick? <laughs> this is rough. Um, let me see. Do, 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 do. I'm going to go with Kyle O'Reilly. Okay. So, that's both guys, are, Sheena yeah, and Marco, undisputed. are picking undisputed to take the – Take the L. So that's what yeah. it's going to come down to. So if neither one of those guys, it'll be a draw. And obviously, uh, Sheena will retain the championship. But yeah, it's going to come down to who takes the fall in the Fatal Five way to determine the new Chick-fil-A show prediction champion. Hey, everyone. It's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. Go Figures, where we cover the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling figures and talk about what we've each added to our own personal collections. Reminder, this segment is brought to you by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles, the number one worldwide retailer in wrestling figures. Use code CHICKFOLEY to save 10% on all your orders at Ringside. And here we go. 
All right, it's time to get in the week of figure collecting. I switched it up from uh, Miller Lite to a Broken Skull IPA because, oh, wow. you know, Miller Lite's left us sitting on, uh, you know, unread in their inbox for going on three or four months now, trying to get <laughs> some of that. Uh, we don't even necessarily want sponsorship dollars. I think, we, I think we'd I think we call them our, the official beer for, you know, a couple t-shirts or something, man. We're yeah, not being some, greedy. Some koozies, a keychain, yeah, like a little flo- a floaty Maybe some keychain. of those sweet uh, Christmas sweaters that they send us. At least Stone Cold shows, uh, shows us love on uh, social media, you know, when we posted the stuff with the Broken Skull IPA. I so. know. Well, now that we can consider Broken Skull local, maybe we can, yeah. uh, you know, we it's can right get here a... in the Tidewater area with us, man. Yeah. That's a very good point. So yeah. either way, uh, we got to, you know, it's not the biggest week ever in figure news, but we do got some cool stuff to talk about. So Marco, take us away with the news. Yeah, let's do this. Um, yeah, we'll start off with a um, friend, of, friend of the show, follower of the uh, chick Foley Twitter account, Adam Baum, a.k.a. <laughs> Brian Clark. Um, so he has a, a cello toy coming out soon. Um, they posted some new, like an update on it. It's actually going to have glowing eyes, which is oh, pretty wow. sick. I'm not sure if it's like the actual, if it's going to be like a like a chase version of it or the actual figure itself. Like only one of it is going to have the glowing eyes, but that's actually pretty cool. Oh, um, yeah, it's very cool, man. Yeah, it's going to have removable goggles. Yeah, we need the only thing it's missing. Uh, Marco, you might, I don't know if Sheena remembers this. Marco, you might remember it. But you remember Adam Bomb had those little uh, foam, like atomic bomb footballs he used to throw out in the crowd, man. Oh, yeah, he, that's right. He needs, yeah, he needs to come with one of those in scale. That would be awesome. Oh, my God. If they do that, that would be, <laughs> you, to, I mean, you know what? That's going to that's gonna be uh, spoken to it in existence on Twitter. I'm actually going to uh, probably retweet that and post and say, hey, is it going to come with these uh, the little uh, footballs? And then yes. sure the, enough, uh, hopefully it'll the happen. Ivan and Marco's voice made me just want for this to happen just for that. I, I let, me, uh, let me tell you guys. So there's no, we're not doing random merch of the week this week. I just searched on eBay. So there is one Adam Bomb Squad football on eBay. This is still in the bag. So this thing's as mint as it oh, gets. So sick. Marco, what do, you think the, what do you think the price is on this, man? <sighs> Has to be like, I don't know. Let's see. 500 500 bucks 300 300 but yeah, that's actually a close. steal because there was one out of the bag that was still in really good shape that sold for 300 back in april wow. and there was one that was uh one that had the arrow because you know so, so sheen if you if you got your phone right there just search adam bomb football on ebay you see the thing it was a football that just had like some fins like a bomb on the back of yeah. it so like one with that so one that had the fins broke off so kind of like the signature feature of this thing still sold for 160 on ebay wow. man so yeah. anybody any early 90s fans got some adam bomb um footballs out there throw them up on ebay man make a quick buck adam you bomb know. was just we talked about him a few times he was such a cool character that for whatever reason just never got a push but he had an iconic look and was a really really good wrestler too so yeah, I don't know. Sheen, what, what's your thoughts on Adam Bomb? Well, I was just going to say really quickly, um, I wonder what all the wrestlers think about all of this merch that they used to have um, and stuff like that, just getting sold for like astronomical amounts. Oh, we, we, yeah, watched that, we watched that collector show and literally uh, like Brutus the Barber Beefcake was standing right there as a guy sold his like shears. Like they belonged to him. You know, I don't know. He, he sold them at some point, obviously, or auctioned them off or, you know, something. Yeah somewhere along the way but now you know this guy's getting like 15 grand for these uh for this like robe and mask and i'm just yeah. like wow dude the you shoes know, the- are bad but think about like for adam bomb i guarantee you he had like a duffel bag just full of these things because he used to come to the ring sheen and just like toss them out like just to like you know he'd throw like 10 or 15 of them out like anytime yeah. he came out for a match man yep. so just think of all the money he'd have right now if he would have hung yeah. on to 
Tell I know. Fox I mean, I mean, there were there was just no way for any of those guys to ever know that the the market for this stuff was just going to be astronomical, yeah. like it Who's is. Who's ever going to want to buy one of these stupid foam footballs? You know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I mean, Especially because about- Adam Bomb never really. I mean, I don't know. Would you say he was more than a jobber, Marco? At most, he was like a lower <sighs> mid Carter. Man, I, th- I mean, I, I always wanted to be like a not like a main like main event guy, but at least like a mid card, like intercontinental yeah, title. He was awesome, you know, man. Like he yeah, never, he, he, he was yeah, never, he never like uh, his only WrestleMania match. He got squashed by freaking Earthquake when Earthquake was way past his prime. Yeah, he had such a good look too. Like uh, that, like obviously he had kind of like the physique of like a like a Sid or like a Na- Kevin Nash and that type, yeah. like that type of vein. Like I was re- like when I was younger, I was really into like like th- those type of like, like obviously Hulk Hogan was around and like you know he he wasn't super athletic, but. But those guys came along, and they seemed like they were more athletic than Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. So I, I tell you, who could do a who could do a hell of an Adam Bomb impersonation nowadays is Roman freaking Reigns, man. True, yeah. The woman, the goggles, and the singlet. Like he, he looked just like <laughs> that was who Adam <laughs> Bomb was like, man. And he moved the same too, you know. He was powerful, but he was also still had the speed and stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll, He's a little we'll, more brown than Adam Bomb. Yeah, maybe we'll do a. Uh, I, I, we'll have to check and see if if Bruce and Conrad have done it. If not, maybe we'll have to do a Patreon exclusive. We can do our own deep dive just on uh, the Adam Bomb run in maybe WWE can, and just break down exactly why it never took off. Yeah, you know? maybe we can maybe we can get him on and actually talk to him and see if uh, see if he'll talk to us and let us know like what he thinks. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I know he's pretty anti WWE, so the fact that we're like a fully independent podcast would probably work in our favor. Um, yeah, obviously we haven't seen the pictures to prove it, but he says that he's had a Legends deal uh, basically on the table for like the last three years, and he just refuses to sign it because he's got a lot of hard feelings towards <sighs> WWE. I would love a new elite. Adam oh yeah, right now. yeah, but maybe we'll get him. Uh, you know, with the uh, the other line we're about to talk yeah, about. Yeah, Chella- yeah, that's right. So uh, we'll move into the uh, so Chella toys. Uh, they're coming out with uh, in scale seven inch figures. Seven, uh, seven inches is that what we're calling? Inches, no, it's uncensored. They're uncensored, so they yeah. Yeah, yeah, seven inch, uncensored seven inches <laughs> is what we're getting. <laughs> that's a, so. That's the name of their line is uncensored. But uh, yeah, they're, they're they're in scale with all with all your favorite uh, figures that are out now. They're in scale um, with what, Marco? With all your favorite figures that are out oh, now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What do you think I said? I don't, I don't know. I didn't know where you were Is going it? with that. Oh yeah. yeah, no, I was going. I was. I'm not. I'm not going dirty with it. I'm going. I'm being family friendly. With, Marco keeps it PG. Yeah, he's yeah. the he's the new generation era. We, yes. we, have, we have children. Says the true heel. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's only only on the Patreon episodes you get to hear. Um, the uh, yeah, the bad the real, stuff. The real heel husband. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, they already announced their. First in line, or the first one in line is uh no, none other than Dynamite Kid. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was a uh, a lot of people were like blown away by that. Just like just off the reactions on Twitter, I seen um people are super excited about this happening. What do you guys? Uh, yeah. Well, fun fact, seen? um, our our buddy, the official photographer of the Chick Foley Show, uh, Figure Kingdom, he's actually they reached out, Chella Toys reached out to him to do some photography for uh yeah for this for this figure specifically so super excited for him to have that opportunity some of the first samples they get are are going over to figure kingdom yeah see uh i mean yeah he also did the uh which is which is pretty cool he also did the uh ufc yeah line as well um so yeah i mean really cool i love seeing i love seeing um you know our artist friends and our photographer friends and all of our creative friends get cool opportunities like this i love it yeah definitely i was a little bit underwhelmed by the figure it looks 
exactly like an elite, which isn't a bad thing. You know, I, yeah. we, I think Mattel has kind of set the standard for wrestling figures, but I mean, to the point where like, I'm wondering like, did they somehow have a hookup inside the Mattel factory that stole the mold <laughs> for them or possibly straight up stole the, a, uh, a former employee. Parts? Yeah. Our buddy, uh, <laughs> Gustador, he actually was doing some, some kind of digital forensics on the WrestleFix forums. He thinks that this is an elite. Cause he says, if you zoom in, you can see where, it's slightly pixelated on the line where like that articulation at the hip is on Mattel's, you know, where you can kind of like, um, sw- like spin around like the, yeah, I guess like the quadricep or whatever. So yeah. he says he thinks that they kind of pixelated that out on the photo they post on IG just to kind of disguise it a little bit. But I've definitely seen those arms and torsos on a Mattel figure before. Um, I mean, they, they I kinda- love, don't get me wrong. I love that Chella's doing this. Um, I'm a little bit underwhelmed by the first figure, though. Our our other friend, Alex Pierce Customs, he put us together a amazing Dynamite Kid custom um, a couple months back using the uh, the Collector's Edition British Bulldog for the base. So I think I'm kind of all set on this one, but I really want to see uh, where they go from here, what other figures are coming out. What, what was your take on it, Marco? Um, I mean, it, it kind of reminded me of almost like the, uh, the, the, uh, like the New Japan line. Yeah, that's out right now. Like the kind of like the way it looks. I didn't really get the elite vibe from it at all, um, from the look of it. But um, I, I mean, I don't think that's the final product of what it's going to look like. I, think, I don't think so either. That's know. what I'm thinking. And there so, were some other shots that they uh, shown, like the unpainted version, where it looked different. So. I'm thinking maybe they just want to get a photo out there to let people know what to expect. And yeah. we're going to see something a little bit different once it's in hand. I could see that. And that's totally understandable. Because if if you guys don't know, Chella is just a husband and wife team. Like, Chella Toys is not some big company. It's a husband and wife that started putting out figures together. And they've been lucky enough to uh, to partner with some of the, the heavy hitters in the wrestling figure game. So this is a very, very small company. So I'm not going to, you know, throw any shade at them if they... If they took a you know a little bit of shortcut or whatever just to get this first teaser photo out, um, and it's awesome that we're getting this line. I can't wait to see all they do. I hope we get a Nick Aldis. I hope we get an Adam Bomb, um, and maybe even a Blue Meanie. You know, we've talked yeah, about indeed. it before. The yeah. Blue, Blue Meanie is one of the most underrated uh, or underutilized uh, wrestlers when it comes to figures. The uh, the Hasbro style Blue Meanie they did was incredible. So I'd love to see a Blue Meanie Elite. Chino was actually uh, you know half-assed kind of friends with blue mini's wife there for a few years yeah oh really yeah, yeah. i mean this was like uh, a while back yeah and then uh, you guys like follow each other like yeah. personal accounts and stuff yeah on, well, on wow. uh, instagram well, and you guys and, took um, a picture together at uh wrestlecon right at wrestlecon yeah we were both dressed like mick foley and um i was like <laughs> yeah i remember getting some love from uh blue mini because one of the original wrestle crates like you know wrestle crates the pro wrestling crate's been around for you know what five or six years now i, I had the yeah. uh, like first one like when they first launched this she thing, was all about it man. yeah i got yeah. the very first pro wrestling crate and one of the very first pro wrestling cr- crates had a bunch of blue mini merch in it so i took some pictures with my blue mini merch and uh yeah pretty pretty cool yeah it's pretty awesome i uh yeah i'm definitely definitely hoping anyone that they have now in their retro uh line is is becoming a uh in, un- in the uncensored line, so like, oh, yeah, all ego, Nakano. Nakano, man. yeah, yeah Nakano, all ego, yeah. So hopefully, it just transfers over I that way, and they, yeah, they get some new people. I mean, even the the press release they put out, it's like you know you're gonna get some people that that you wouldn't expect um, to have a figure. So, do you want Blue Meanie's co-host? Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> I mean, I mean, they take us. I mean, we'll add the Chick Foley <laughs> show to the uh, show yeah. to his line if you want to make make us. Uh, 
in scale figures if you need to. Yeah, um, actually like, retros. I'm, Let's start off retros and then we'll move up into the. Uh, we'll the be seven. Class. Yeah, we'll be seven inches. But yeah, we're all. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we we're definitely all for uh, creators and you know small businesses and stuff like that. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah, we definitely yeah. So we definitely want them to yeah. succeed. I've already got all of the uh, all of the retro figures. I already got pre ordered. I'm I'm holding off on the. Uh, the dynamite kit for now, just cause Alex Pierce just really knocked it out of the park with the, the one that he hooked us up with, but yeah, big fan of Chella, And I definitely encourage all you guys to, uh, to support everything that they're doing. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll move on from, uh, you know, the dynamite kid seven incher to the, uh, to the micro brawler yeah. of the dynamite kid. So they, are, uh, pro wrestling tees is doing a, um, a special micro brawler version of the dynamite kid in conjunction with his family, um, so that's pretty cool. I think it, I think it ends tomorrow, which would be Friday. I think that's the last day you can actually pre-order it. Um, if I'm not mistaken. So when you're hearing this, hopefully by you the time you hear six this, to se- six or seven hours left yeah. to uh, go grab it. Cause they are yeah. definitely going to go. I mean, we've, I think we talked about micro brawlers to death on this show and it's, uh, it seems like it's the, uh, the next wave of, uh, of, uh, of the figure line. It's if it, it goes, it goes like elites, Unrivaled and then micro brawlers is probably is probably like the it's probably the pecking order in that sense and they're slowly moving up because it seems like every week or every couple of weeks is a new micro brawler that pops up or a special edition one so if you're yeah, definitely, definitely interested yeah i gotta give myself yeah. the uh the barry horowitz pat on the back man for resisting these micro brawlers because these things just the look of them and the character selection <laughs> yeah, it cool. is right up my freaking alley man like yeah i just but i don't know i feel like i'm just so far behind now and the value of them has gone up so much over the last year that there just be no good way to to, to jump in i feel like mm-hmm. it's too late yeah. yeah well two of the actually uh so also sailed. this week yeah also this week i didn't add this to the notes uh they actually um so the pre-orders for the first line of the AEW micro brawlers. Yes, that, that was like a few months back. But now on uh, Shop AEW, you can actually uh, purchase them now. So they're, you could go on there, and I think they're all available right now. So yeah, some people started receiving them this week. Those things look great, man. Yeah, we'll see. yeah, everyone got the pre-orders if you pre-ordered earlier. But now you can actually it's for the masses, so you can actually like order it now. So I think I believe it's if I I'm gonna do this off of memory, Jericho, Orange Cassidy. Sheeta, um, wasn't there a Brody? Brody Lee and Mox, Brent right? Baker and Mox. I think there's six of them. Yeah, I had really, consi- I had very, very strongly considered um, when they when they unveiled that series one of the AEW branded Michael Brawlers, AEWs, yeah, picking up there. But I just, you know, I don't trust myself enough not to. Uh, yeah. Oh, not oh yeah. To Once just, he gets them in hand, it'll it'll be like, oh well, I'm just gonna pick up this this Owen Hart <laughs> Micro Brawler. Oh, and then all of a sudden, Micro Brawlers just start showing up every <laughs> every day. Yeah. Plus, yeah. I'm all caught up on Motus now, so I'm kind of itching that. As far as my like the stuff I'm hunting for, we're all caught up on Motus, and then the only thing I have left for Hasbro is just the green cards. Which, you know, until this, uh, you know, until my my six million Shiba Inu coin really blow up, I'm probably not going <laughs> to add any of the green cards uh, to the to the collection. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of I, I need I, I got a new itch I need to uh, discover to start scratching as far as figure collecting goes. Because right now I'm oh, all the way boy. caught up. Yeah, um, yeah. When I and speaking of pro wrestling crates too, like they actually had the, um, I forget what month it was. They actually had uh, the Kevin Nash with the with the super shredder helmet. Yeah, that was brawler. so cool. Oh man. my god! Yeah, if that didn't if that didn't make you want to dive headfirst into micro brawlers, I don't know what <laughs> would. And not not putting this out there, 
But technically, the Britt Baker micro brawler is the first ever Britt Baker figure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. If you want to look at, if you want to look at it that way, so you have um, to look at it that way. Because I mean, when, remember when Owens released, they were like, "This is the first Owen Hart figure that we've had," and you know, twenty yeah. years. Twenty years. So yeah, it's definitely considered a figure. So yeah, first Britt Baker figure is a micro brawler. Yeah. So when it's all said and done, you might want to you might want to put that in your collection if you're going to get one out of that whole line. Probably the Britt Baker one, I would say, if you're going to go that route. But yeah, enough of, enough of uh, micro brawlers. We would. We're going. It's gonna. We're gonna jump on eBay and start buying them yeah. like crazy. So let's let's get away from that. But uh, so we're gonna move over to the uh, so Mass Republic. Um, they had that uh, the Legends of Lucha Libre Extreme Sets diorama. Um, they have a, a sample actually. Um, and I I actually put the uh, YouTube link in well in our notes, but we could probably add it somewhere, maybe in our Facebook group, or I'll tweet it out. Um, you can actually go and watch an unboxing of the uh, extreme sets diorama from, uh, from the, from Eric Aran- Arania, um, who, who's the art director for boss fight studio. He's a partner as well. That's cool. Um, but yeah, so you can actually yeah, go watch it. It's, actually, awesome. it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. If you haven't watched the video yet, um, definitely go watch it. It's, it's pretty awesome. Like, I haven't into... seen the video, but I've seen the I've seen the pictures of the diorama. I wish, yeah, I just wish I had the space, man. If I had the space, I would be all about it. But uh, that's yeah. a, it's a big ass diorama, it's man. Big. Like you, you yes. need to have some serious real estate yeah. to lay that Oops. thing out. The fact that's... that it, yeah, I mean, you could fit a, a scale ring inside of it, man. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, that's what it's mainly made for. And like, obviously, it's geared towards like the the fig photographers out there. Um, speaking this into existence, hopefully figure kingdom they send him a sample and he can do some oh, do work as magic cool. with the uh yeah. with the uh legends of lucha libre extreme yeah, sets that, that thing is so neat man yeah so, yeah, we so. Got to, there's something for everybody in this figure segment whether you like huge things or seven inches or micro brawlers yeah you know there's a if you're, if you're a size there's, person uh, there's fun for everyone person. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Marco, what all did you add to your collection this week? Oh boy, yeah, it's a good thing you uh, derailed us off of that uh, conversation. Um, yeah, so this week I finally received one of my fan takeover figures from Amazon. Uh, Randy was Orton. it crushed? No, it wasn't crushed. Actually, see, I've never. So I'm going to say this: I've never experienced any. I see it a lot on Twitter. I see a lot of people like posting pictures of like crushed boxes and yeah. You know, I never, I personally have never seen that. I'm not sure if it might be a. It's happened, like a, it's happened to us, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, we never, my, we never uh, post about it because we were loose collectors, so it really doesn't make a difference. But yeah, they, they yeah. sent us some figures in bubble mailers. Yeah, I've my never, Johnny I've Gargano was wrecked, man. My Johnny Gargano that I got from Amazon was straight up wrecked. Yeah, see, I never, I never experienced that. So like, it might be regional. It might be like whoever the workers are in Amazon in your region. Might not care too much <laughs> about their job, and just like just you know whatever, just crush it. They might uh, if you've seen Ace Ventura, the first one, um, at the beginning, oh, yeah. just kicking the box <laughs> yeah. around. That that's what they might be doing. And if if you're young and you don't know what Ace Ventura is, uh, Google or YouTube Ace Ventura yeah. first scene, and you'll know what we're talking about. But um, yeah, no, un- unscathed. Uh, Randy Orton showed up, so that was pretty cool. Uh, what else? I got my oh so. This actually showed up in our uh, group. So someone posted uh, twenty eight hundred studios. They do those um, the Gildan Hammer like retro paper. Yeah, the event shirts. WWF shirts. Yeah, the event shirts. Um, so I actually got mine, uh, and then I ordered like a while back. It was a it was the 
the match between the, the tag team of Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon versus Shawn Michaels and who is his partner? God, guys, yes. So they actually <laughs> they actually have the uh, event shirt for that. That actually came in the video. You remember pretty- when God made his entrance and it was just the spotlight <laughs> going yeah. down the road? <laughs> uh, remember, Mc- yeah, he had his own. Remember, McMahon had his own. Uh, like commandments, I think what they're were yeah. they McMahonisms or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it was so good. Uh, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> picked up that. Uh, what else? I actually, oh, I didn't. I didn't speak about this. I actually got a uh, so WWE shop, the Legend Shop. They do like those gift boxes um, here and there. They actually did one on Razor Ramon. Um, so they did a Razor Ramon gift box that comes with a bunch of stuff. Um, and I actually oh, that, that thing was that, awesome, man. Yeah that came in as well and i think that's about it yeah i think that's it for for fi- not so much for figures just mainly just like just collectible stuff i mean that's I'm, yeah. a, I'm a collector through and through so i collect everything not just figures so it's been a little bit of a uh, a dry spell for us too you guys i i, I talked about it last week we Got all the way caught up on the Motus with the Mr. T and the haul that Jordan brought to us from uh, Nebraska. And we got all the way caught up on our Hasbros with the Razor Ramon and Dusty Rhodes uh, pickup. So, yeah, for the Hasbros, I'm down to just the green cards again. And, you know, I have two beautiful um, young children. So there's just there's no way I could justify paying those green card prices. So unless (laughs) I find some jabroni who just has no idea what he has. Or, uh, you know, some some super loyal Foley fan member wants to hook us up or Chella decides to remake these guys. Um, I'm going to be missing six pieces from uh, from my Hasbro collection. So we'll see what happens, though. Maybe maybe over time I can I can find them. Um, so I actually had no pickups for this week. I think that's oh. I have to go back and check. I think that's the first time ever. But we did have a very interesting pickup here in the uh, the Firefly Phelps house. Sheena, why don't you tell the folks about your uh, new water filter you got? (laughs) So after he, after he shames me for being sober and drinking my sparkling water over here, he wants me to, (laughs) he wants me to tell you guys about the, the badass water filter we got. So it is pretty cool. It is, it is cool. So it's a Berkey filter. I've wanted one for a few years, but it was just kind of one of those things that I put on the back burner because you think, um, you know, like, why do I need that? Right. Like I'm, I'm using my fridge filter. It should be good enough. But I did an EWG report on Norfolk water and I was just horrified at the things I see. So if you don't know, you can go to the EWG website and type in your zip code and it will tell you what sort of. Sheen, can we get that link in the show notes this week? We definitely can. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. um, and uh, it'll tell you what kind of contaminants are in your water. Um, and, you know, the water standards have not been like updated in like 20 freaking years dude so it's Jeez. like it's yeah it's freaking bananas like the the stuff Ugh. that they're allowing in your in your drinking water so if you're drinking tap water definitely check it out and you don't have to be as bougie as us and get a get a berkey filter but i highly recommend it because it literally gets rid of i mean everything i mean viruses pathogenic bacteria uh there's fluoride filters you can get heavy metals pesticides like full list of contaminants like whatever it will it will eliminate them and there's a definite taste difference and i was using our fridge filter which i'm sure is decent but at the same time like when i was testing it against the tap water and the the fridge filter water i was like holy crap like it tastes totally different so you know i've been poisoning myself for two years now so (laughs) (laughs) So good, good good on me you know but yeah and it's really it's really pretty it's really aesthetically pleasing it's like you know 
big and silver. <laughs> and, I'm gonna uh, fill it with a. Shiny. I'm just gonna fill it up with Miller Lite one one day and just see what it <laughs> see what if it, it turns like. to water. Yeah, I'm running my Miller Lite through it and just see how it tastes, man. I don't think it'll turn to water. I think it would be like the best Pilsner ever, man, because it's fully filtered. Then <laughs> it would be fully filtered. <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty cool. Like if you ever find yourself in a you know situation where you don't have water or whatever, you can literally put like lake water or pond water or something in there, and it will filter it out to make it drinkable water for you. Also, life hack if you don't have uh, life straws. This is this play, This segment has gone totally off the rails, but I'm trying to save all you guys and make you no, make you healthier, good, make we, you healthier. Yeah, and happier. I mean if you know. We had our biggest week ever for uh, listeners last week. We want to keep it going, and that, that can't happen if people are dying off because you know there's that's true. arsenic and lead in their uh, that, poison, and yeah, they're not going to remem- they're not going to remember to tune in if their if their brains are clogged with aluminum, you know. So, mm. um, so yeah, there's also these things you can get them on Amazon. They're called life straws. Um, you can just keep them in case of emergency. If, like I said, if you ever find yourself out and you know you you don't have access to water, you can drink literally like pond sludge, and it will filter it into drinkable water so it's always good to have those on hand so life-saving tips for you guys uh and yeah get yourself get, make an investment have santa claus bring you one this year but berkey filters uh b-e-r-k-e-y and go to that ewg and check out your water because i want all you guys to be happy healthy and you know i want your brains to be fully functioning and if you guys don't already, you should definitely follow Sheena's personal account at Sheena Phelps. It's a really good follow. Uh, I'm not even saying that just because, you know, I live with her. Um, it's <laughs> She's always posting some interesting stuff on the on the health aspects and stuff and just different things you may not have considered. And, uh, you know, she just does a really good job of curating her stories and her posts. So cool. check out at Sheena Phelps on Instagram when you get a chance. El Idolo! Keeping It Tranquilo is where we give you some entertainment recommendations for something outside of the ring and sometimes completely outside of the world of professional wrestling. This segment is brought to you by Verb Energy because sometimes keeping it tranquilo can be exhausting. Verb is your delicious 90-calorie snack bar to help you get through your favorite binge-watching sesh. Hit the link in our show notes to save some money and get your Verb starter pack for only $12. Now, let's get tranquilo. All right, Marco, tell us about your tranquilo recommendation for the week. Oh man. So, uh, I like to, I like to traverse a little bit and, you know, peruse through all the, the, the streaming services, see what movies are out there. You know, <laughs> what's, what's that, what's lingering around that I haven't watched yet. And, uh, <laughs> me and the wife stumbled upon this movie called unhinged with uh Russell Crowe. Have you heard of this movie at all? No, no. So Russell Crowe is a, uh, so he's, he's basically, uh, he's having a bad, a bad day um and he uh you know he, a, this is the, the elevator pitch russell yeah. just, just imagine russell crowe yeah. has just a bad day Crow, a heavy set russell crowe mind you he's like really overweight in this it's movie the, like, he's like was it was like, it uh, is it a new movie maybe he's got pandemic pounds you know no it's it's a, it's a new movie and he's he's my wife was like he's got he's he's, he's huge quarant- he's like yeah the quarantine 15 I was like, yeah, I was like, it might be like a, like, you know, like special effects padding. And then as you watch a movie, you're like, no, it's like, he legit like gained weight. He's like, he's like a fat dude. It's, that, it's that's, how, that's how you win. That's how you win awards in Hollywood. You know, you, you either got to get really super skinny or you got to like, you know, beef up and join a big dude se- or thick dude season, you know? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so basically his, so basically he has a bad day, um, gets cut off by this lady that's and her son. Days. 
Um, yeah, so you had a bad day, but uh, he, uh, yeah, so he has a bad day, and uh, he gets cut off by this lady um, in traffic, and he, we'll just say he takes road rage to a whole new level. Yeah, um, I won't give anything away because it is, it's pretty, he does some extreme things in this movie. Um, it is on uh, Amazon. So if you have Amazon Prime, I'm not sure if it's on Netflix, I didn't check, uh, but we watch it on Amazon Prime. It's a pre- Amazon Prime free movie, so it's a part of the streaming service. You don't have to pay for it, and it's a uh, it's it's a it's a it's a sight. Definitely, definitely watch it if you want to see some like high adrenaline uh, thriller type movie. Definitely watch. it. I always Unhinged. know when Marco rec- yeah recommends a movie, it's going to be a high adrenaline thriller. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I might I might do Cranked next time. You ever see you hear that movie? <laughs> nope. Crank, cranked one and two with uh, <laughs> Jason, Jason Statham. Yeah, right. It's legit the most like if you have anxiety, don't watch that movie at all. It's the most anxiety like inducing movie. That yeah you'll, 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 yeah but yeah definitely watch Unhinged. It's uh it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. All right, Sheena, tell us about season two of To Live and Die in L.A. So this is a true crime podcast. I really enjoyed the first season of uh, To Live and Die in L.A. It was about a disappearance of a 20-year-old, um, Adea Shabani. And, you know, she, she obviously she lived near Hollywood. Um, that's the name of the podcast, Live and Die in L.A. And it's just about them investigating and going through all of the, you know, ins and outs, trying to figure out what happened to her. But the second season, very similar, um, but it... Uh, it's investigating the disappearance of a 20-year-old California girl named Elaine Park, and she went missing in 2017. So, um, again, it's just them following through and, you know, interviewing everyone and kind of going down the rabbit hole trying to figure out what happened to her. And so far, it's been, there's only been two episodes so far, and it's really good. I don't want to give anything away here, but I definitely recommend if you have not listened to the Two Live and Die in L.A. podcast series yet and you like true crime, um, I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's cool because it's it's the true crime genre, but it's also like very like of this modern time. A lot of it's yes. based on stuff they use like with smartphones and everything to track people down. And it's just, you know, it's very relatable and it's easily understandable. So, yeah, this I haven't checked out season two yet. Sheena has been hyping it up, so I definitely need to get caught up. Season one was excellent, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sticking with the true crime podcast. Check out the Piketon Massacre. So oh, they yeah. just started season two yeah. of that. That's a, um, you know. Trigger alert, it is a dark story. So it's six people from this family were were killed in one night. And it turned out all the the clues and everything were pointing towards another family doing it. Basically, like, you know, this is a modern day Hatfields and McCoys type feud between these two families. Um, and they they just started season two. It's two episodes two episodes deep. I don't want to do any spoilers to give anything away, but basically something happened between season one and season I was going to say, didn't they two. just do some updates? They just had some updates in the cases, right? Yeah. It, yeah. I think updates like kind of uh, underselling it, what happened between season well, one I and haven't season started, two. Yeah, I haven't started season two yeah. yet. So. Don't do any Don't do any news searches. Don't do any Google searches. Just use the podcast. Listen to season one yeah, and then roll straight into yourself. season two. But it is super compelling. Um, it is dark, you know, it's, it's very warning, dark, yeah. but it, it's very, very entertaining and compelling. Um, so yeah, two podcast recommendations for me and Sheena. And then you guys got a nice fun movie uh, recommendation from Marco for keeping it tranquilo. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. 
If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week is where myself, the heel husband, Chick Foley, and Marco, the MVP, give you guys a recommendation from a match or event from years gone by to get you through the weekend. This segment is brought to you by our good friends at Chalkline. Chalkline specializes in bringing you the absolute best in retro-inspired fan wear. They can be found on Instagram at ChalklineOfficial or at Chalk-Line.com. And speaking of Chalkline, you can use our pod foundation code PF10 on all your Chalkline purchases and save 10% there. And with that being said, we can't do retro wrestling recommendation of the week without checking in on the heel husband and seeing which one of his 60 pair of Chalkline shorts he is wearing for tonight's show. So heel husband, what you got over there? So I took it back old school all the way to 2018 when I was first getting the collection put together. I'm rocking the Rocky shorts. So these are... Mm. Basically, the chalk line replica of uh, the shorts that Rocky wore in Rocky II against Apollo Creed. Um, very cool. I I think these were the third pair of chalk line shorts that I got. I think I got. I was going to say those are old. Yeah. Yeah, I got the HBK Fanimation and the Bam Bam Bigelow shorts, and then I think I'm pretty sure these. There may have been maybe Stone Cold got mixed in there. Um, Did we not have like, Brett shorts right away? I thought we had Brett shorts. Pretty no, early Brett on shorts too. didn't come till later on. I think my first four pair were were Bam Bam the HBK Fanimation, the Stone Cold shorts, and these Rocky shorts. I think these were number three. Um, they're due for a re-release. I'm not sure if, if our buddies at Chalkline have the, uh, still have the license to Rocky or not, but you know, there's these basically there. If for those that aren't familiar with the, with the Rocky movies, he wore like American flag trunks. And so the white on the stripes, they're looking, you know, slightly off white. I got mine are still in pretty good condition, but if they dropped a, uh, a re-release of these, I would definitely pick them up to refresh them because these are some of the, my favorite ones. You'll just and, have uh, to uh, get your patriotic shorts with the new warrior shorts that are dropping. The oh, new, yeah. Uh, definitely uh, grabbing those for July 4th. Those are yeah. awesome. Yeah, American USA Warrior. Warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, SummerSlam, or excuse me, Royal Rumble uh, 1991 vibes for sure on that. Um, let's get into our retro pick of the week. Marco, what was your recommendation? Oh, man. So... um just coming off of watching uh, the Bret Hart documentary on A and E, as well as the so uh, Mick good. Foley one. Yeah, did you guys watch the uh, Mick Foley A and E oh, one yeah. as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we watched both yeah, of them. Yeah. Man. They were great. Both, both awesome guys. Like just back to back, wholesome family viewing. Um, yeah, I kind of I wondered. I was like, did they ever have a match at all? Like, did they ever face each other? I I don't remember watching it on Raw or anything. Um, or even a pay-per-view match with them facing each other, but they ha- they actually did face each other at uh, on Shotgun Saturday night. Um, uh, it was Bret Hart versus Mankind. But, it was uh, like a nightclub, right? Yeah, it was kind of yeah, it was a smaller size ring too as well. I forget the name of the arena that they hit it. Um, yeah, really, I can see I mean, it in my mind though. I know what match you're talking about. Yeah, and I don't think they've ever had any other matches after unless they did like some like. House show matches and stuff yeah, like that. But nothing on television. That was it yeah. for television matches between the two of them. Yeah, so it was kind of like a like a hidden gem almost between like, you know, one guy just making kind of his way into WWF and the other guy kind of like almost on his way out, essentially. But in, 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 in similar fashion, 
you have two uh, great workers together working, and you know, it's 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 an awesome match. I mean, I don't have to say anything more. It's Bret Hart, it's Mick Foley or Mankind at the time, and you know, obviously, if you watch a Bret Hart match, it's going to be awesome. Um, and it, it just you know, you, you get that. Uh, it, you think of the Shawn Michaels and uh, Mankind match that they had at In Your House because I was mm-hmm. going to pick that as the uh, thing, but I was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure Bret Hart had a a similar type of like <laughs> brawling style match with uh, Mankind, and sure enough, he did. They were in the crowd fighting. They were on the outside. This, they this were on was the OG Mankind in the All Brown. This wasn't like sweatpants, yep. button up shirt, Mankind. This yeah, was this like is exactly. this is mankind. January 25th, 1997. Yeah, so, I gotta yeah. ask you where did where did you find this match at? Um, it's actually on Daily Motion. It's not okay, on YouTube Daily or anything Motion. like that. So yeah, just uh, do a Google search. Yeah, all you have to up. do is yeah, Google. I just googled it. Brett versus Mankind Shotgun Saturday Night, and uh, yeah. it, com- it comes right up. There's yeah, so, several. Because for yeah, whatever so, reason, Shotgun Saturday Night has never been on, even on the old WWE Network. It was yeah, never, never there up. for us to watch. Yeah, I remember. It was weird because it was just syndicated. It was never on like a set channel. Shotgun Saturday yep. Night was just a syndicated show. So it was just up to, uh, you know, the individual local networks to pick it up. So exactly. maybe that's why, uh, maybe there's something weird going on with the rights, why they can't uh, put that up on the network. But uh, the yeah, early Shotgun Saturday Night was so cool when they were having it in different bars and nightclubs and stuff. I love that, man. It was very, very, uh, had like a strong ECW vibe to it, you know? Yeah, I think that's kind of like what they were going for. And that's it, trying to get that that uh, that fan base, uh, the ECW fan base. But yeah, I definitely definitely uh, enjoyed this match. Um, like I said, the thing is like 13, 14 minutes long. Okay, um, so it's pretty decent decent like length of a match. So you get you get like both styles uh, of both wrestlers in the ring and stuff like that. And, it, and you get to see two two like legends, two icons, two Hall of Famers go at it on, on a, tel- a televised match. Only once. That was the only time they ever did it that I've seen. Anyway, I've searched high and low, and I haven't seen any other televised match matches between Bret Hart and uh, Mick Foley. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. Man. Okay, uh, mine was we we did the Royal Rumble 1991 watch along on Patreon this week. The opening match from that show though was actually the best match on that card, and that was Agreed. the Rockers versus the Orient Express. So. Yeah, I mean, it's really one of the best tag team matches you could ever see, especially for like, even, even though it was in 1991, it still holds up to today's wrestling style. A lot of innovative moves, had a great finish. Um, the Rockers were always ahead of their time as far as the tandem offense goes. So definitely check that out. It's the first match on Royal Rumble 91. So just fire that up on Peacock and give it a watch. And uh, I guarantee you'll be entertained. Check out the Pyramid Wrestling Podcast. Each week, we dive deep into all things wrestling action figures. From AEW Unrivaled, WWE Mattel Elite, our childhood WWF, WCW, ECW collections, and more, you can also find Pyramid Wrestling on YouTube. That's Pyramid Wrestling, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Sheena, you get some listener mail for us? Oh, yeah. All right. So we briefly touched on this, but our guy, John Swallow, wants to know, are we officially Team Nick Gage or are we Team Cardona? So official picks, I'm going to go Team Cardona. Team Cardona. Uh, we can't. I'll, I'll, I'll go with Gage. Oh, all, man. I mean, oh, my God. Because we can't all go with Matt Cardona. I mean, and they, he has they've, my initials they've always been such good supporters of us and stuff, though, man. Yeah, but what's, Nick Gage, what's Nick Gage ever done for you? 
He has MDK. That's, he has MD. He has Marco Denton in his in his uh, in his initials of Murder Death Kill. So I have to I have to go with Nick Cage. Oh man, Marco Denton Kill. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I like Nick Gage. I I warmed up to him after hearing his story and stuff. Yeah. You know, um, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> be, uh, above you anything support else, the broski. yeah, above anything oh, yeah, else, yeah, Matt's a hardcore figure collector, and he has always shown love to uh, to Sheena and the and the Chick Foley show. So, so yeah, I, I'm rooting for Matt to win. Yeah, thanks, John, for the question. You can check John out at at the Coming Down the Aisle podcast. Um, our buddy Zach Hersler says favorite movies featuring a wrestler. So I'm not really sure if he means like wrestling movies or like maybe like wrestler like actor. Like a, a movie with a current wrestler that's an actor. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Hmm. I would I'd probably say, go uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that's yeah. probably my my favorite. I'm st- I still got a soft spot for Suburban Commando. I love that movie with you know Hulk Hogan's Chet Ramsey, the Suburban Commando. Undertaker's in there as one of the bad guys. So I'll say Suburban Commando. Okay. Yeah. Marco, you got one? I mean, I, I always got to go with They Live with uh, Roddy oh, Piper. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's right. One of my I forgot. I, knew, I should have known you'd say oh, that. Yeah. Of all time, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's Piper. I was gonna go with Wrestlers versus Zombies because I own it. Uh, and Roddy <laughs> Piper's in that as well with with uh, uh, Shane Douglas and I believe Mick Foley's in it too. But uh, yeah, no, definitely They Live would be my favorite. Good choice. Featuring a wrestler. All right, Johnny JB says, "Are you guys planning on displaying your newly acquired Motu figs, or are you going to tote them up? If you're displaying, uh, how high from the ground are you displaying them so the little ones don't get to them?" <laughs> Seth, you want to answer? So we'll uh, they'll be incorporated into our display. If you guys have seen, we just have um, a bunch of like the white cube shelves uh, set up with figures in them, so they'll just be mixed in with those. And that's just you know we have everything mixed in with WWE, AEW, Hasbro slash retros. And they'll get right in the mix with that. We don't have, we're not going to have like a dedicated Motu display just because that's not how our figures are set up. The only, the only dedicated display, uh, like spots that we have is for our Seth Rollins collection and our Bret Hart collection, just because we have so much of those two guys. If I had the space, I would definitely get a Castle Grayskull and display all my Motu figures around that. But that's just really not what we're set up for right now. So if anybody's out there that has, you know, a big WWE Motu collection, I want to see you guys grab that Castle Grayskull playset. Drop the uh, drop the two bills or, you know, two bills plus that it's going to take to grab that thing off eBay and set them up because I think that would look incredible. But uh, but no, unfortunately, we're not going to have them all in one big setup. All right. Another question from our buddy Zach. He says, if you could bring back any retired wrestling pay-per-view, what would it be? I know for me personally, it would be King of the Ring, especially from the beginnings of it. Love when you had to have multiple matches to win the King of the Ring tournament. Mark, Um, I'll let you take this one first, man. Huh. A retired pay-per-view. Any pay-per-view? Yeah, any any pay-per-view from any any brand. (sighs) I think you had to go, uh, let me see. I think you had to go, world, maybe World War Three. Let's do that. WCW, World War Three. when you have the three, three rings, rings, 60 men. Yeah, yeah. 60 dudes cool. just slapping meat, throwing each other out. Yeah, yeah I think... I think Zach had a great point with King of the Ring. I think King of the Ring would be awesome. Bring that back as like a June pay-per-view and make the stipulation be that the winner gets a title shot at SummerSlam. Bring it back. Make it another, you know, one night tournament um, where it's, you know, an eight man tournament like like what Brett and Owen had to do where you got to wrestle three matches in one night to win. 
And instead of being some something stupid where you get the king gimmick for a year plus, um, like we've seen the last couple times they've done it, just let it be straight up. The winner gets to go fight for the belt at SummerSlam. I think that would be awesome. Um, but not to just straight up steal Zach's answer. I'm going to go with the uh, the Lethal Lottery from WCW. So mm. they did this on a couple different pay-per-views. Um, but basically, they would have a whole pay-per-view be the Lethal Lottery Tournament. And what that was is you would take 16 guys and randomly pair them up as a tag team. So basically, it would be like an eight-tag team tournament with all the tag teams kind of randomly paired up. And then the winning tag team at the end of it, they're going to fight one on one and the winner gets a title shot down the road. I think there was just so many cool um, stories you could do out of that. Now, the problem was, uh, according to Tony Giovanni, they straight up kayfabe it. Like they legit did yeah. like a random drawing to see what the tag teams and matchups <laughs> were going to be. I think if you're, I mean, actually, it was a shoot. I, I, I misspoke. It was a shoot. Yeah, so they straight up just randomly drew uh, to see who the tag teams are going to be. Now, if you actually put a little bit of storyline into it, have like a couple rivals be a team and then you know you can actually have like a legit tag team go through it and win and then they got to fight each other one-on-one at the end for a title shot you know to kind of to quote the joker to see how uh you know how loyal a hungry dog really is there's just so many cool storylines you could do from an event like that so i would bring back the lethal lottery from early 90s wcw I'm I'm gonna say bash at the beach. I want to see some July Ooh, yes. some July action outdoors on the beach. All the the you know beach rings and floaties and so beach you want balls. it actually on the beach? Yeah. Oh, I want okay, it. Out, yeah. I want bash it out- to the beach '95 style. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I want it. I want it to be like outdoors, like the whole the whole gimmick, dude. Outdoor like, wrestling is awesome. I think that's why AEW. That's that's kind of like a some of the secret sauce why AEW has really kind of thrived during the pandemic. Moving to Daly's place was just such a cool setup for them. Like, yeah, just. I don't know. Something about being outside just really adds to the atmosphere. I think the lighting just looks incredible where you have all like the different neon lights and stuff just kind of fade into the night sky. It looks outstanding. Um, Yeah, I'm a big fan of outdoor wrestling. Yeah. And our last question comes in from Kevin Harrison. He says, what are your thoughts on Mattel's lackluster performance in 2021 with elites? WrestleMania reveals were solid, but not one first time figure that wasn't shown in prior year, i.e. Kushida. Um, Ringside had 86 shipped 86 shipped three weeks before 87 pre-order went up and set won't ship until we got to work on uh, the the writing on this, but it says it won't (laughs) ship until early August. Uh, Never remember a time when that occurred before. I mean, usually there are two series out of pre-order when the newest series ships out. No SDCC reveal, terrible distribution, etc. So there are going to be SDCC reveals. Um, I would, I would direct, uh, this this is Kevin's Kevin Harrison. Yeah. So Kevin, I would direct you to the WrestleFigs forum. There's a, a thread on the WWE Mattel forum where action figure attack basically just has a running Q and a going with all the figure collectors. And he keeps us well informed. There's about to be a massive SDCC reveal. Um, to me there, I mean, there's always room for improvement, like, cause they've set the bar so high for themselves, but I have no issue with what Mattel has done in 2021. We just got the best Steve Austin and best Ric Flair figure that's oh, yeah. ever been released. And think yeah, about true. that. These guys have been having wrestling figures made for over 30 years in Ric Flair's case. Um, and we just got the best versions of them. So I got no issue with Mattel in 2021. And I think Kevin, you know, I love you, man, but I think you're a little bit off base on some of your stuff. I think if you checked out, action figure attacks running q a uh you could get a little bit more uh just be a little bit more informed on on what's going on with the mattel line um because there's a ton of stuff to look forward to and there's been a ton of great stuff so far in 2021 all right that wraps up our listener mail segment all right so 
again, thank you guys for listening. Um, last week was our best week ever. We hope we build off that. Um, the, the support continually humbles us. Like I really can't put it in the words how much me, Sheena and Marco appreciate you guys giving us a little bit of your time to just share our love, um, of wrestling with you. Give us the feedback. Let us know uh, what you like, what you want to see us do in the future, because we're all about just making this show as good as possible. That's the only reason we do it. You know, we're really doing this thing just for the love of the game. So uh, give us the feedback and we'll make sure that we're, we're giving you guys exactly what you want to hear week in and week out. Sheena, remind everyone where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me over on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show, and then join our Foley fam and join in all the fun over there at ChickFoleyShow.com. And then yeah, follow reminder. the Pod Foundation as well to keep up with all of our all of our podcast brothers. Hell yeah. Reminder use code Chick Foley to save 10% at ringside and Sheena as the reigning, defending, undisputed prediction champion. You get the closing words. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm super excited for this weekend of wrestling, even Impact Wrestling, because I get to do my my Chick-fil-A Picks League. So I'm ready to be your champion then, now, and forever. <laughs>